Hi there, Rachel here. If you're listening to this episode in May of 2024, I have some big news. After selling out during the holiday season, my Flex of Gold journal is available for pre-order right now and will be shipping to your home by the end of June. To celebrate, we're running an amazing pre-order sale for Mother's Day. Purchase the journal before May 13th and you'll get $10 off every journal. This is our best price of the year, even better than Black Friday, so it's the perfect time to stock up for gifts for family and friends. This three-year journal helps mothers to notice, savor, and write down the fleeting golden moments that they experience with their children each day. So go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to reserve your copy, and you'll also see our brand new cover colors, as well as our new cover option, which is a wipeable vegan leather. So again, go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to pre-order your journal, and from now until Mother's Day 2024, they'll be marked down by $10 each. I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this episode is sponsored by Pixie, a new mobile app to help you organize the mental load of running your family and get your partner on the same page. It is wild how many moving parts there are to managing a family. Errands to run, people to call or email, kids' schedules, the list goes on. With Pixie, you can manage to-dos, grocery lists, recipes, and important family documents, all while getting your partner in the know to help with it too. With all your physical and mental clutter organized into Pixie boards, you'll be amazed to find bandwidth you never thought possible. If you're tired of running the show solo and feeling overwhelmed by everything you manage, this app will help. Join the thousands of families discovering there's a better way to do family life on Pixie. And the best part is, it's free to download. Just search for Pixie in the App Store. That's Pixie, P-I-X-I-E. Additionally, there's a special offer just for 3 and 30 podcast listeners. Get all premium Pixie features for free for three months. Just visit trypixie.co slash 3 and 30. Again, that's trypixie.co slash 3 and 30. Family life doesn't have to be this hard. Get started with Pixie for free today. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast to help you feel more like yourself within your motherhood. Each 30-minute episode features three actionable takeaways to help you become a more self-assured mom, someone who knows yourself, honors your needs, and loves your people. Listen in to feel encouraged as we learn together how to overcome overwhelm and find more magic in motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. I'm so glad you're here. We are headed into summer, my friends, and with summer often comes a good old-fashioned family road trip. If you have a few of these on your calendar for the upcoming months, I know today's episode with Brittany Hanks is going to be so helpful for you. Brittany is the founder of Home and Kind, a company that is dedicated to creating practical solutions to help busy moms better manage their home and family life. She lives in Raleigh, North Carolina, and is a mom of four children ranging in age from 8 to 15. Brittany shares brilliant mom hacks via her wildly popular Instagram account that I love to follow for all of the practical tips. She and I have struck up an online friendship over the past few years, and I'm honored to bring her here to share some of her wisdom with all of us. So with no further ado, here's my conversation with Brittany Hanks. Brittany, welcome to 3 and 30. We are so excited to have you here today. Thanks so much. I am so excited to chat with you. And like we were just saying, I feel like I've been on the podcast because we've talked so much back and forth, but I guess we've never recorded it. So this is fun to get to record our conversation for once. 
Yes. And I feel like I always call you the queen of the mom hack. You are so good at looking at busy mom life and figuring out how can we make this easier? How can we hack this? How can we put a system with it? And I feel like it's not just about wanting to make things easier for you. It's about wanting to make it so that you have room in your life for what matters to you as a mom. Exactly. Let's make the fluff easier so that we can focus on the relationships and the things that actually bring us joy. And I just love that about your work. So thank you for all of the brilliant mom hacks that you share with all of us, mostly over on Instagram is where you spend your time. It is. Well, thank you. That's a huge compliment. That is definitely what I aim to do. So I'm glad that it is coming off that way. Yes, for sure. And today we're going to talk specifically about road trips, how to make road trips a little easier, a little bit more fun, and to make them an experience that can build your family. So it's not just getting to the destination, but it's also about the road trip can be part of the trip and can be part of the experience with your family. And I know a lot of moms are probably planning for the summer. This is airing in May. They're Mm -hmm. thinking ahead to some road trips that are coming. What has your experience been? You share a lot of content about road trips on your Instagram, so I presume you take road trips quite frequently. Tell us a little bit about your road trip experience. We do. We have had a lot of experience driving and taking road trips, mostly because we haven't lived by family for many years. We have some family that live by us, but we've always had some family that lives quite a distance away. So we lived in Dallas, Texas for about nine years, and most of our family was in Utah. So once or twice a year, we would take the drive from Dallas to Utah, which is anywhere from 20 to 24 hours each way. So we spent a lot of time on the road. Yeah. So now we're in Raleigh, North Carolina. And what's fun about Raleigh is when you're in Texas, it takes 12, 14 hours just to get out of Texas. But now that we're on the East Coast, it's fun because in that amount of time, we can go all the way up from North Carolina to Maine, or we can go down to Florida and cross through a bunch of states. So we've continued to travel and take quite a few road trips, both on the East Coast and in the surrounding areas around North Carolina. Yeah. Well, I'm sure over all the many years of road tripping with your four kids, that's where a lot of these hacks come from. I feel like so many of these takeaways that you share really have a lot to do with preparedness, Mm -hmm. which isn't my forte, honestly, to think ahead and prepare and be ready for whatever the trip brings. So I'm hoping that you can inspire me along with everyone else with your three takeaways. So let's jump in with your first one. Awesome. So I also want to caveat this whole conversation on road trips to say that if you are in the stage of life where you have babies, toddlers, really young children, that's for sure the hardest time to take road trips. We still did it. It's still very doable. But like you were saying, that's where your preparation is going to pay off because that's the hardest age to keep entertained in a car. When they want to be mobile, they want to be crawling around or walking around. They're not as easily entertained by sitting and watching a movie. That's really hard. So I see you if you're in that position. And I also want to say, now that my youngest is eight, it is leaps and bounds easier to road trip. And Mm -hmm. there is far less preparation that I have to do now than I had to do back then. And so there is a light at the end of the tunnel that, you know, it does get better. So if you're in that really hard phase with those toddlers and young children, just know that you're in the hard phase. It will pass. It will get easier. But I do feel like for sure, Being prepared in a few ways is going to pay off and make it a lot easier for you, even though it feels like more work before you get going. 
So yeah, the first sure. thing that I always think about with a road trip and especially with young kids is to be prepared with fuss-free foods. You know your kids, you know what they like to enjoy. So I always try for road trips to kind of get a combination of foods that I know they're going to eat and enjoy and also some fun foods, foods that we don't have around the house all the time so that it's kind of a novelty. You want to make the road trip a novelty and something that's fun and that the driving part of it is something to enjoy. And I think also kids feed off of your energy as however you come to that. If you are really stressed and you're anxious and you're bringing that energy to the road trip, they're going to feed off that energy and they're going to feel like, oh, this is a stressful situation. But if you try to come to the situation like, oh, this is fun. This is all part of the experience. I got these new treats. We have these movies. We have all these things. Then they're going to play off of that energy, which is going to be beneficial to everyone. So I like to have some fun treats for everyone. We usually don't eat in the car. So just eating in the car is a luxury for my kids. Mm. And I found the best method for snacks is to put them in pre-portioned resealable baggies. So I know you can get like the tiny baggies of goldfish or crackers, but I don't love those as much because once you open them, you can't close them up. So mm. if they don't eat the whole thing, you're kind of left with all these open packages. So I just get big packages, like a big package of goldfish and separate it out into individual portion size baggies. And then you can hand it back to the kids as they get hungry or as they want it. And then if they don't finish it, it's fine. You seal it back up, put it in your snack bag, and then you can pull it out again. And I like mm -hmm. to do kind of a combination of obviously you don't want anything that's super messy. You're not going to hand back a container of yogurt to a toddler necessarily, but having things that they can eat themselves, dry foods that aren't going to make a huge mess in the car is really helpful. Yeah, for sure. Do you have a setup? Do you keep all the food at the front? Do you have like a little cooler that you bring? How do you manage it? Yeah, I like to keep all the food up front, but I don't put limits on when they can have it. Like they know all the food that I'm bringing. So it's kind of like, okay, once this food is gone, it's gone. But it's really easy to hand out when it's a free for all. They're grabbing like five things at a time and it can be a little bit more messy. But if you have older kids, you could also pack like individual snack bags for each kid if you wanted to do it that way. If they all kind of want to manage their own snacks and you feel like they are capable of doing that, then that is an option as well. And then they can pace themselves. They're yeah. like, when this is gone, it's gone, you know? Exactly. Yep. And I love what you said about novelty keeping it kind of novel and fun. My kids know that if we go on a long road trip, one of the times we stop for gas, I'll let them choose a treat at the gas station, which is yep. not something we typically do in our daily life. And so I think it does feel kind of fun and special for them. Mm -hmm. I have noticed we live in a tiny town in Idaho, and so we have to kind of road trip anywhere for my daughter's gymnastics meets. Like, most of them are two and a half hours away. Oh, wow. And so during some seasons, that's every single Saturday that we're doing, like, a mini road trip. And so yep. now they're expecting, like, even on that short of a road trip that they'll <laughs> yes. get a treat at the gas Where's station. treats? And yeah. it's kind of losing the novelty a little bit. So I'm like, we may need to scale that back a bit to just keep things fun so that it's actually a real treat when we go on these yeah. longer road trips. I will say that my favorite hack that you have ever shared that I think is so brilliant is the trays from fast food. So do you want to explain how you yes. use those for your road trips? Yeah. So depending on where you're going, how much you want to stop, how much time you want to take, some people, if they're eating on the road, eating at a fast food place, they prefer to go in. But 
sometimes you're traveling and you just need to make good time or you need to get to a certain place at a certain time and you need to eat in the car. And so one way that you can make that so much easier for yourself, if you're going to McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, any fast food restaurant, you're going to ask for a few extra disposable drink holders, just like those kind of cardboard looking drink holders. They usually have four slots and then there's actually like a little slot, almost a little cup in the middle. Yeah. And so that is going to be their food tray. So it works out perfectly for a kid's meal because one is a spot for their little drink. And then you can put the package of fries in one spot. If they have apples or something, you can put that bag in another. You can put their chicken nuggets or their hamburger in the other spot. And then that little cut in the middle of the disposable food tray is perfect for squeezing in a ketchup packet or putting a sauce there. And it's like it was made for that purpose. It works so well. And it's the perfect size for them to hold on their lap. And then you can just throw the whole thing out when they're done with it. So it's a really great way to eat as mess-free as possible in the car if that's something that you need to do on your road trip. Yeah. Ever since I saw you share this, I do this and I do always get a strange look when I ask, (laughs) can I have four drink holders? They're like, okay. And I only have two kids. So when you're asking for enough for everyone, but you know, they hand them back. You got two drinks. (laughs) How does that work? (laughs) Exactly. But it is really nice too, because it means you don't have to buy like a happy meal for each child just to give them their Mm -hmm. own little container. You can buy like a 20 piece chicken nugget and a couple of huge fries and then divvy it up. So it's less expensive for you as well when you're doing it that way. Very true. Yeah, that's a great point. So that has been such a great hack from you that I so appreciate. So that's kind of covering food and snacks. Yep. Let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. As a busy mom, sometimes my failed attempts to take care of myself feel downright laughable. And sometimes they make me want to curl up in a ball and cry. Both are okay. Taking care of family and home needs, let alone work and self-care, it's a lot. I want to validate you that your needs as a mom do matter. Please don't give up trying to make time for yourself. It's worth it. I'm so grateful to meet regularly online with my therapist. It's so helpful to have that appointment on the calendar to talk about my well-being and troubleshoot when needed. And it's all online, so when things come up or don't go as planned, I don't have to cancel my appointments. If you think therapy would help you to prioritize your own care, give BetterHelp Online Therapy a try. Just fill out their quick online questionnaire, and you'll be matched with a therapist in about 48 hours. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com 3in30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's better help, H-E-L-P dot com slash three and 30. This podcast is also sponsored by Factor, the meal delivery service that provides fresh, ready-prepared meals to support even the busiest lifestyles. Okay, parents out there, are you taking the time to sit down and eat well-balanced meals? It used to be rare for me, especially for breakfast and lunch, until I started using Factor. I love that Factor's meals are fresh, never frozen, and still ready in just two minutes. I've especially loved the sun-dried tomato chicken and the chicken burrito bowl. I'm coming off of an extremely busy season with the launch of my Declutter Your Motherhood course, and I was so incredibly grateful to have Factor Meals sitting in my fridge, ready for me to eat, when I knew I needed some sustenance to get me through my next big deadline, but I didn't have the bandwidth to figure out what I could eat that was nourishing and quick. The meals truly are delicious, and they are cheaper and more nutritious than takeout because they're chef-prepared, dietitian approved Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit to start saving time during this busy month of May. 
Head to factormeals.com slash 3in3050 and use code 3in3050 to get 50% off your first box. That's code 3in3050 at factormeals.com slash 3in3050 to get 50% off your first box. What's your second takeaway? So my second takeaway is to keep the kids entertained for hours. And this can be the hardest part depending on the age of the kids because they may or may not hate being buckled up, being in a closed-in space. And so a few things that we have done that have seemed to be the most successful are creating these entertainment stations. So especially if you have multiple kids that have similar interests that are close enough in age that they all like to color or they all can play on the same iPad or they like the water wow books or stickers and paper, instead of getting everyone their own of all those things, I found that it was easier to just make little packages of each of those things and then we rotate. And it's also a great way to control screen time because screen time can be one of those rotations. So instead of just totally free game to screen time, and I'm all about utilizing screen time on a road trip, I feel like, you know, you have to let your normal rules go out the window a little with maybe they're having snacks you don't normally keep around the house. Maybe they're having more screen time than normal. But this is not a normal situation when you're road tripping. So I try not to get too caught up in that. But I do feel like it works well to have this kind of rotation of different activities happening. And you can make that however long you want. Ours are usually 30 minutes. And that's about when they're getting tired of doing the same thing anyway. And they know that some of these other fun stations are coming their way. Everyone always wants the iPad station, you know, or whatever screen is going around. And Mm -hmm. so it just works well so that you don't have to have all of those things for each child, but then also so that you can kind of manage all of the different types of entertainment and media that you have in the car a little bit easier. Yeah. My sister and I took a road trip last summer. We each have two kids and we each have a boy and a girl and they match up really well in age, which is really fun. But the boys wanted to play certain games on the iPad that the girls didn't and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so we set it up so that It was every half hour it switched, or maybe every hour. I can't remember how we did it, but the boys would get the iPad for an hour while the girls read their books, and then Mm -hmm. it would swap. And it was the best road trip. In fact, my son said that to him, the road trip was one of the most fun parts of the trip, getting to spend that time with his cousins. Oh, I love that. Getting to do some screen time and some reading time. And so that worked really well to sort of switch off. And like you said, it made it so that it wasn't all screen time. The whole 12-hour drive kind of broke things up a little bit. And I think kids respond really well to that predictability. They don't have to ask every five minutes, when is it my turn for the screen? If you lay it out very clearly and say, at 1 o'clock, it's going to be your screen time, 1 to one thirty, And then they know that it's coming. They have that to look forward to. And I think it just kind of eases the tension that can sometimes be there and works very well. Yeah, and can prevent some fighting, I think, when they know Definitely. They just know when it's coming. And <laughs> yep. So what other ideas do you have for keeping kids entertained? So another thing our family loves to do, and even with older kids, my kids love to do this. We will pull up a Spotify playlist. Whatever you are streaming music on, there are guaranteed to be a million Disney playlists or just animated movie playlists. Mm-hmm. So I cover up the screen in the front of our car, and we just randomly play songs from that playlist and whoever's the first to name what the movie is wins. So we're not really like tallying or keeping score. You could, but it's just a really fun way to listen to some of our favorite songs. It 
allows for some fun competition in there. And it's kind of a good way to listen to songs as a family that you're all going to be interested in. And it's fun even for me and my husband to participate and see if we can guess the movies as well. So that's been an activity that's really fun when it's just like, okay, the toys are done. They're done with the activities. They're not entertaining anymore. Let's listen to some music and kind of play a game along with that. And I love that you're just using a Spotify playlist. It's not something you had to prep in advance. You just let it play. And even when I first read the suggestion on your outline, I thought like, but does Disney, does that work for older kids or teens? But then as you're describing it, I'm like, that actually is probably fun for them because it's kind of like a throwback. It's a blast from their past. Yes. It's music that you're all fairly familiar with. Yep. And it levels the playing field a little bit because usually younger kids are not going to win at games. But this is one where they have a fighting chance. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's fun. That is really fun. And then I know we utilize a lot of audiobooks and podcasts. I'm assuming you probably do as well. Do you have any favorites? Yes. So in true 3 and 30 format, I have three favorite podcasts and three favorite audiobooks that I wanted to share because we've listened to a lot over the years. And I've gotten some really great recommendations that we have tried, but there's for sure been three in each of those categories that our family has just absolutely loved. And it's always a little tricky when you have kids of different ages because their interests are a little different. It's hard to get something that's not too childish that can still keep the preteens or teenage kids entertained or even adults. When the whole family is listening to it, you don't want it to be something that's so annoying that it's just driving you crazy. So these are things we've found that the whole family has enjoyed anywhere from a toddler who maybe isn't getting all of it, but it's enjoyable enough that they like it up to honestly adults. So the podcast that has probably been our favorite is actually a BYU radio podcast called Treasure Island 2020. And it's a series. It has really fun voices. It's a story. It's kind of the Treasure Island story, but it's like time travel back. And then there's pirates and like 10 to 12 year old kids are the main characters and kids voice those characters, which is always fun when you have kids narrating. So my kids loved that. We binged it on a road trip once, and I was surprised that they never were like, okay, we're done with this. Let's take a break. They just wanted to get all the way through it. So it was really fun. Hmm. And then the second podcast that we have really liked is The Unexplainable Disappearance of Mars Patel. I know a lot of people have listened to Mars Patel. Now that I look at these, I'm like, my kids really like mysteries and adventures, Mm -hmm. which I think a lot of kids do. And that's kind of a similar vein of this, where there's a lot of unknowns. This one's about like a boy that just shows up and they're trying to figure out what planet he's from. So that one's really fun. Six Minutes is another podcast that's really fun. Each episode is six minutes. And it kind of has a similar theme of kids that are trying to solve this mystery and they're uncovering all these things about their parents and they have these secret jobs. And so that one was very entertaining as well. So those have probably been our three favorite podcasts that we've listened to on a road trip. And then as far as audiobooks, we really have liked the Greystone Secrets series. So there's, I believe, three books in it. And I actually started by reading the physical copy of the first book to my kids but they have a really fun audiobook of the series as well. Similar thing where it's this family of three kids and their mom goes missing and they're kind of on this journey to figure out where she went and solve the mystery of kind of like where they came from and they're going through these space and time continuums. Anyway, it's very interesting and very exciting and fast paced, which is fun. And then we really love the Matilda audiobook. So I'm sure most people have probably seen the movie. 
This one is narrated by Kate Winslet, and she just is so good. It's mm. worth listening to just for the audio alone because the voice acting is really, really fun. Mm-hmm. And then the third series for audiobooks is How to Train Your Dragon. I know a lot of people have probably seen those movies, but if you haven't listened to or read the books, the books are actually quite different than the movie. Mm -hmm. So even though the characters are similar, the story will be new because it's quite different than how they ended up doing it in the movies. And it's got these really great voice actors with accents, and it's a really fun and entertaining one to listen to. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love, I especially love the first book in that series. I loved it even way more than the movie. So those are some great suggestions. And I feel like I am like plugged into the podcast world and I have not listened to any of those three that you mentioned. So we'll, we'll definitely put those in the show notes. I'll add a couple of our favorites for anyone that's interested. We really love the series Against the Odds. And it's like survival stories from history. They're like true stories. But I will give the caveat that they're probably for older kids and you probably want to Google the event and read about it a little bit before you listen because some of them are scary. But like there's one about the Chilean miners that got trapped underground. And in that story, every single one of them survives. So if you know that, you know, okay, going into this, my kids can probably handle this. And it's just so gripping to listen to those stories and know that these are real events that happened. But there is some language in those. But I think for preteens and teenagers, that's such a fun one against the odds. Yeah, I'm excited for that. And then there's a podcast called Road Trip Trivia or like Family Road Trip Trivia, where they are asking questions and then they have like a timer and everyone in the family can chime in and answer. And they have Disney and they have Minecraft and they have all sorts of topics that might interest your kids and your family. So that's another really fun one. And then for books... I mean, you can't go wrong with Harry Potter. Always a classic. Jim Dale narrating Harry Potter is just (laughs) the best. So good. And some adults are like, I missed the Harry Potter craze. And I'm like, you will enjoy this as much as your kids. It's just so well done. We love Trumpet of the Swan that was actually narrated by E.B. White. So that's pretty cool. And then also All 13, which is the story of the Thai boys soccer team Mm. that got rescued from the cave. It's another sort of survival story. So we'll link all of those in the show notes. It's always just fun to get some suggestions. I have found that sometimes my kids don't want to stop driving because they're engaged, you know? So I'm (laughs) like, should we go to the next town or should I stop? And they're like, no, keep driving if they're like really into the story, which is pretty cool when that happens. Okay, and then what is your third and final takeaway for us? So I love finding ways to count down the time and distance. Obviously, especially with younger kids who can't necessarily tell time, have no idea how far you've gone, you're going to get the question, undoubtedly, are we there yet? How much longer? And even if you answer that question every time, sometimes it's not helpful. They still don't really understand how much time has elapsed, how much time has left. So I have found that it is helpful to make a sticky note countdown. So if we're going on a road trip that's a thousand miles, I'll make a sticky note countdown where each sticky note represents a hundred miles. And then I'll pull down the sticky notes as we've crossed those mile markers. So once we've driven a hundred miles, I take that sticky note down. So it's just a much more visually easy way for them to know, okay, this is how close we're getting And then it's kind of fun to mark those, you know, 100 miles or 50 miles or whatever you choose is going to be that distance 
to hand out a little treat when you cross that. And something as simple as a starburst or a piece of gum or a few Skittles, like it doesn't need to be a major treat, but it just is something to look forward to. And you could do that with time as well. You could count down every hour. And as the hours tick down, maybe it's a seven hour road trip. You know, you have sticky notes for every hour and you're counting it down that way. So you can do it either distance wise or time wise. But it's just a fun way for especially younger kids to kind of visually count down the trip. So they're not asking all the time when you're going to be there. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that I love to do, of course, you're going to have to stop, especially with younger kids, maybe more so than older kids for bathroom breaks. And typically across the country, you're going to find pretty good pit stops. They have like the truck pit stops. And we actually really like stopping at those because they often have a big grassy area or a park or picnic tables in those spaces. And so what we like to do is just set up a really quick pit stop relay race. So you look out and maybe you're starting at the picnic table and you just kind of set up a really quick course like, okay, we're going to run around this tree and then you're going to jump on top of the picnic table and then you're going to go over to the building and you're going to do 10 jumping jacks and just setting up something that's really quick and easy and you can divide up into two teams or you can time each person and it doesn't have to be anything complicated, but it's just a great way to have the kids run and get out some energy and move in a short amount of time. You can do this in five or 10 minutes. And I feel like it just gets that energy release from everyone. It tires the kids out a little bit so that when they jump back into the car, they're ready to sit again and they're not so fidgety. Yeah. What a brilliant idea. When my kids were younger, I loved to do sort of these obstacle courses at their birthday parties Fun. and just real simple, you know, but all mm -hmm. the kids were always so into it and timing and yes. everything. So I can see how this would be really fun on a road trip. Does this still work with your older kids? I'm interested in knowing how things have transitioned because now you have a couple teenagers, don't you? Yeah. My oldest is 15 and then I have a 12 year old who's almost 13. And honestly, we still do these things <laughs> and I still feel like they actually really like it. Because okay. they're more competitive and sometimes we'll have to do teams because they're so much older and more athletic than my eight-year-old, for instance. But we'll have either each person time themselves on the course and then they try to beat their own time or we have two teams and just kind of divide them up evenly. But surprisingly, they're still willing to participate. Yeah, that's really fun. And I think with teenagers, you can modify the types of books and things that you're listening to. You can even mm -hmm. start to introduce them to things that you're interested in. And even younger kids, it's like have them listen to your book for a little while and then it sparks mm -hmm. conversations. I think sometimes allowing them into our world a little bit mm -hmm. and like having those discussions in the car about some like bigger topics is a good thing because you kind of have a captive audience. You can... Have you them do. listen to some of the stuff you're interested in, a TED Talk or something. Yeah. And then discuss it as a family. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, you can kind of take the same principles and just adjust them to be appropriate for whatever age they're at, which is fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for coming on and sharing some of your hacks. You are brilliant at this, yeah. at making family life more fun, a little easier, and a little better for all involved. And if listeners want to learn more from you, where can they find you? I'm typically sharing content pretty much every day over on Instagram. My handle over there is Home and Kind. And then my website, which has all of my longer length blog posts and information, recipes, stuff like that, is homeandkind.com. And then I also have some really practical, helpful products that you can find at shop.homeandkind.com. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on 3 and 30. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
I'm so grateful to Brittany for all of her amazing tips to make road trips a bit more fun and manageable this summer. As I mentioned in the episode, I feel like we go on a lot of road trips because of where we live. In some seasons, we're driving two to four hours each way every weekend to get to gymnastics meets or to visit family. And in the summer, we often go on longer road trips than that for family vacations. With as much driving as I do, sometimes I don't put much thought into making it special, and I just plug the kids into a movie and turn on my own audiobook on my AirPods. Other times, I want to leave room for more connection time with the family, and it does feel kind of cool that I have them as a captive audience during those longer trips, but it takes a bit more preparation and forethought. So whatever your goals are for your road trips this summer, I hope Brittany's takeaways will help, and here's a recap to refresh your memory. First, be prepared with fuss-free foods. Bring plenty of individually portioned snacks that are ready for you to hand out in resealable baggies, or create a snack bag for each child to keep by their seat and monitor on their own. And as your kids get older, you can have them create their own snack bag, fill their own water bottle, and put whatever activities they're going to want in the car by themselves. It really is magical. Consider bringing along some fun treats that are out of the ordinary to make things novel or making pit stops for foods that they don't normally get in their daily life. And don't forget Brittany's brilliant hack to use disposable drink holders as food trays if you don't have time to stop to go into a restaurant to eat. Seriously, my favorite tip ever. Second, plan ahead to keep kids entertained for hours. Create entertainment stations that the kids can rotate through, such as a media station with an iPad or device, a paint-by-sticker station, or a coloring station with some favorite markers or coloring books. And those could be adult coloring books for your older kids and teenagers, too. Play Name That Tune with Disney song playlists from Spotify or download some new audiobooks or podcasts that the whole family will enjoy listening to together. And I included Brittany's favorites in the show notes. And third and finally, count down the time and distance with visual reminders and fun pit stops. Especially for young kids, time is a really nebulous concept. So when you tell them, we have three more hours, they really have no idea what that means, which can lead to whining. Instead, you could make a sticky note countdown where every 100 miles or every hour, you take down one of the sticky notes and hand out a special treat or a new activity. And I love Brittany's idea of setting up an impromptu obstacle course in the field at a truck stop and having the entire family participate and get some wiggles out, including mom and dad. One of my favorite things to bring on road trips that I forgot to mention in this conversation with Brittany is card games, such as Uno, Sleeping Queens, or Sky Joe. This comes in handy if you find yourself waiting forever for food in a restaurant with hungry, tired kids, and you want to keep them occupied. And I was so grateful to have some card games a few years ago when we got a flat tire on our way to Glacier National Park. We sat in the waiting room at a Big O Tires for a few hours, and we played card games together. It was actually pretty fun while they fixed our car and got us back on the road. There are always going to be unexpected bumps and twists and turns on road trips, no matter how much we prepare for it to be a good experience, but our preparation really can make things more enjoyable for everyone involved, and I'm so grateful to Brittany for sharing her tips with us today. Whatever adventures you have planned for your summer, please know that I am rooting for you. Stay safe, stay well, my friend, and I hope you have a beautiful week with your family. 